Three, two, one. Let's, Let's go! go! Yes! <laughs> I am the host of the PBE Podcast, Troy Tittlemeyer, and I'm joined by, wait a minute, Skipo's schedule did not link up with ours today as he's got a lot going on for a 25, 26-year-old man, And uh, but we pushed forward uh, per usual, and today has been uh, an honor. It really has. I've known uh, Mr. Hagen for several years and seen him at conventions all around, seen him in Midland, all that stuff, and, and known about Stratigraph for a long time. But this was the first time that I was really able to dive down into the history of it with them, and, and very, very fortunate. I'm very excited about the production of this show, all in the point of we need to be together. We need to see you there at the Southwest Section AAPG event, June 26th to the 30th. You do not want to miss this event in Fort Worth. Stratigraph is going to be there. PBE Podcast is going to be there. This show and everything about this show the art of relationships and all that stuff that has to do with this very very exciting time to get together and uh, and share in this excitement be together uh, for this growth that's to come mr hagan please introduce yourself and, and the team we're looking at here hi i'm william hagan i am the ceo of stratigraph and this is wayne cook our director of business development and emil stretcher our marketing and communication specialist Right on, man. I've really, really enjoyed this show with you guys. I feel like I can definitely shake your hands and have a good time uh, for the rest of my life. I feel like I know you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we're tuned in to the war room with Stratigraph. That's what I keep calling it in this show. And uh, let's go around the horn just real quick. You know, what really dropped out for anybody from this show? And, and what are you looking forward to the most in the Southwest Section AAPG? We can start with, uh, with Emil or Mr. Cook, whoever wants to start. Well, um, I'm I'm just excited to uh, to be able to be around people once again uh, at the at the convention and to learn a whole bunch. Uh, we we talked about the uh, the BP spill and um, and I'm new to this I'm new to this field, but whenever the BP spill happened, I was I was in middle school. So there's a lot of things that I haven't been able to uh, to be there for, but I'm excited to learn about it and and learn a lot of stuff at the convention and and uh to meet new people and see all, everything that they've gone through during this time too well when the bp spell occurred my kids were in middle school <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit older but it, i think the best thing is to that we're looking forward to is, is learning uh you know what from some of the courses that are going to take place in fort worth and then seeing our friends again for the first time in a while just to uh hang out enjoy each other's company um and uh visit fort worth and dallas love going up there love the people uh and really interested in uh the the tour to the whiskey ranch i think that's uh possibly one of the highlights <laughs> agreed yes of course the park <laughs> there'll be whiskey there too yes <laughs> Right. Uh, I, I think it was, uh, this is a great and I enjoyed it and um, I'm looking forward to the, the show. Uh, I think I'll, I usually have a good time at conventions and uh, I think this will be no different and visiting with clients we haven't seen in a while and, and some of our, some of our sales guys I haven't seen in a while. I'm excited about that. And, uh, you know, just having a good time and celebrating our 60th year and, uh, and spreading the word, you know, the oil and gas is the industry strong and 
and continues to be and, and the future is bright. Did we mention that we have a Midland office and presence? I, I, I no, I, do you wanna, I, we'd like to include that we do have a Midland office as well. Sure. I don't know how you wanna. Well, we got the Midland WTGS uh, event happening, the symposium in September. Right. We're going to, we're going to be there. They gave us an We've already got our booth and uh, we're, we're set up for that. And uh, we're doing a party there too at the new, mm -hmm. at the, uh, at the uh, double tree across from the new convention center. So we're, mm -hmm. we're excited about that one too. Right on. Maybe PBE could squeeze into that deal too. Oh yeah. I'm oh, sure we oh, can work something out. <laughs> right uh we're gonna be there they they gave us the opportunity we're gonna do some really cool stuff live from the showroom floor and uh and from the presentations in in play and going live doing the core room uh doing some filming and live stuff from the core workshop uh and and yes we'd love to do a live show from double tree with you guys and and uh and help just keep continue to raise awareness and and get the engineers involved in midland get the production guys involved in midland like Sure. It's it, the times of integration are now. The, time, the the growth is happening, and it's happening for the people that are investing in being there. All right, then this is the official start of the conception segment of the PBE podcast with Stratigraph. The team we're looking into the war room at Stratigraph, where the plans happen in order to help operators make the important decisions of why are you landing here? Why are you keeping your wellbore here? Why are you perfing here? You guys will explain what you do a lot better than me, but I'd like to just go around the table. Just quick introduction. I want to know your guys' background. Just give me a quick few minutes each, and then we'll dive into specifically the story behind President Mr. William Hagen of Stratigraph. Uh, well, I'm Emil Stretcher. I'm the Marketing and Strategic Communication Manager here. I uh, handle different things from event planning and branding and just kind of keeping everything on a focus of, of how Stratigraph looks and feels and the same message across the board. Wow. Okay. So you got, you're the guy behind the, uh, the social, uh, the, uh, the Monday night, uh, after party. Is that you? Is that your claim to fame? That's right. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, well, I look forward to being there with you and getting to know you a lot more on a, a technical and, and just your concepts of marketing and branding. I mean, what a what an interesting uh, idea and one that I'm not too familiar with in any other companies that I keep up with that I went out and hired someone that specifically has your talents and your ability uh, on in the oil and gas industry. So I'm really, really intrigued, man. I look forward to meeting you at the show. Same here. And I'm uh, Wayne Cook, Director of Business Development for Stratigraph. I oversee the uh, sales department. Uh, we've got a staff of uh, seven salesmen branched out throughout the Gulf Coast. Wow. Uh, we cover everywhere from uh, Colorado, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Alabama. Um, New Mexico. Yes. Oh, I can't. How can I forget New Mexico? Mexico right. Certainly. That, that's a uh, that's a pretty large part of our uh, our activity. Wow. Wow. Very interesting. Wow. Um, seven sales team. They're all working remotely right now. Yes, they are. Yes. Wow. Which does uh, and kind of the challenge of uh, working in today's climate is not being able to visit with your clients face to face as much as you would you would traditionally do. So we're relying on Zoom meetings, team meetings, uh, you know, text messages, phone calls, emails, 
any way that we can to remain in contact with our clients when we're not able to visit with them directly in their offices. Wow. Uh, really had to get a little creative and think outside of the box to maintain and keep those relationships going. Wow. What a, that must have been a very interesting experience for you, Mr. Cook. Yes. The, uh, the camera adds about uh, 25 pounds to me. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it at all. <laughs> ah, the COVID-25. <laughs> it really has. It's been, a, it's been a, my own little uh, battle. Oh man, that's funny. I I just am, am captivated by the thought of uh, of of really what you're saying. In my opinion, there's there's kind of a new way to communicate and uh, and make sales in in this day and age of uh, of moving forward. I mean, I I would argue that some publicly trading companies have uh, more strict rules than the CDC themselves. Yes, uh, yes without a doubt. So whoa, you wait wait a minute. You know, I can't get in there and and sit down and catch up on a Monday like we we've been doing for several years with these folks in this company helping them make decisions and now they have all the kinds of internal stresses and you guys are now managing the situation. How can you keep that relationship there even through the digital the digital transformation if 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 that's what uh, we're going to call this thing if it if it doesn't go back to the way it used to be. And now you have almost like on-demand sales, in my opinion. You have on-demand, uh, your take. What, what are you looking for? Your website says, all right, you guys are getting ready to drill. Here's our way of doing things. And now they're clicking on links that pop up these videos of you having conversations with your t- sales team or however you guys are actually managing that aspect of it. Uh, or is there something like that on demand or is it mostly like, Hey, these guys want a meeting, everyone hands on deck. We're going to, we're going into this meeting at three. How are you guys handling that? One of the unique, uh, aspects to being a, uh, a mud logging salesman is our relationships that we have with our clients. And I think it's a little more intimate, uh, than something as on demand. It's, uh, ah. you know, we're, we're constantly in communications, uh, talking with the clients, finding out, you know, what's going on, what are your plans for right now, and, and promoting the message that the health of Stratagraph is doing well, that we're moving forward, where other companies may be not in the same position that we're in. We want to always convey that message to the clients that, hey, we're up, we're running, we've got equipment in the field, we've got units, we've got loggers, uh, we're looking to, to grow the company uh, not just tread water. Uh, so it's, again, it's that responsibility of the sales person, sales and marketing to convey that message to the, to our, our clients, to the geologists, wow. to the petrophysicists. Um, you know what? That's, that's, that's spot on. It's spot on and it's spot on. And I know it's true because of what I'm looking at. I'm looking inside the war room at Stratagraph. I'm calling it that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to call it. <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. And I see, a, a, board, a, a whole backdrop, Stratagraph, 1961, huge TVs. I realize that I'm on one of those TVs on the wall. I can't really imagine it, what it really looks like. But that's how you guys have this set up. You have invested a part of your physical building to the digital transformation, to whatever you want to call this thing, a very, very efficient way to get in front of people, look them in the eyes through a camera. That's okay. It's still the same, folks. We're still doing the same thing. And oh, by the way, we're not just sitting around waiting for something to happen. There is work to be done. There's progression to be had. You guys clearly have invested 
seriously into this new way of communicating. And, and I just applaud that from what I can see already. Let's transition that into William Hagen, Mr. Hagen, President Hagen, sir. <laughs> Uh, your vision for this, your ability to uh, to actually stay in uh, in this development and not lose control of it. I'm sure there were $100,000 options to go digital and $10,000 options. What do we need? How did you manage that? How, how did it all begin, though? Let's go back to 1961. I'm so intrigued with this now that I've known a little bit more between uh, it's Emil. Emil is how you say your name? Yes, Emil and uh, Mr. Cook, getting some background there. Let's just start from the beginning, man. I'm, I'm really intrigued with your story. I've, I've seen you around for years, as, as we know. Right. Well, uh, our, our company, you know, it's our 60th year, uh, and it, our 60, actual, actual day is July 1st. Um, so it's coming up, the actual birthday. And uh, we're having a big party here in Lafayette. Uh, and we're kind of taking it on the road to the, the different conventions. Uh, like we'd mentioned, uh, Emil has, has put together events for uh, Fort Worth and uh, Houston and Midland. And so um, uh, we're kind of bringing the, the anniversary party to, to each place where, where, you know, where our clients mainly are, the, those cities, and uh, trying to spread the message. Um, you know, we've been around for 60 years and, you know, uh, millions of feet logged and thousands of wells. And uh, not only are we still here, we're, we're expanding. And, um, you know, I, I think we, what you're saying is right. I mean, we really doubled down on, on the things that, you know, on the industry. And, gosh, we all hope it pays off. But uh, and I think it will. You know, I mean, I think maybe earlier this year, you and I had a conversation where you asked, your, your followers to predict what, what the price of oil, the average price would be for 21. And I think I, I said $52. So, you know, it, 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 so far it's exceeding my expectations. Right. Right. How interesting. How interesting to go back. We could do that. I can go to the results right now. We can call people okay. out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I owe somebody at least a new pair of work boots or something at the end of that year. So I hope I start making some money around here. <laughs> uh, man, what a what a fascinating quick little journey through through that and, and into today's time. And that's that's really important. And I think that's exactly what's very intriguing about this transition or about what really going on. I mean, you have 61 years of experience, but you could say it's trapped in the walls. It's trapped in the, the, the brain of the folks that are going around with all that experience. I think you have figured out that, you know what, at the end of the day, our investment is into our team and our ability to turn us on and put that experience to work in conversations efficiently, comfortably. You guys are sitting around your table, your office. You have the millions of feet of logged uh, information behind these discussions. And I think what, you, what you've created is absolutely a very, uh, a very convincing uh, history and and really just a, a service company and and what you're offering to an operator you could you could see it you hear it you can say it but I'm seeing it in this room and uh, how did so how did it actually begin for Stratigraph who's the guy who started this uh, and and where was it out of Louisiana that's right uh, it was my father started the company in, in 1961 wow and, um, 
Yeah. Um, so Billy Hagen and uh, his story was basically uh, he grew up um, pretty pretty poor in North Louisiana and uh, didn't really like that that much. And you know um, they had a, my my grandfather. His father died when passed away when he was fourteen. Oh wow! So he kind of had to take the reins to to re- help you know support his mother and his sister. And, um, but they, you know, uh, they're living at, he was living in a small town in North Louisiana called Dubach, which is not far from Ruston. Okay. And I would say, I think in, uh, I believe it was about 1953, um, they had a, they had a house and they would rent out rooms to, uh, different, different people passing by a boarding house, right? That wow. Don't really, you know, don't really have much anymore unless Airbnb, Airbnb, you want to call it, right? The, the, the he, invented, he invented Airbnb. Right. <laughs> A telegraph. I wish. <laughs> right, right. But uh, one day, uh, the, the family that was renting one of the rooms, the husband got in some trouble the night before and got arrested <laughs> and was sleeping it off in the jail. And uh, he was going to lose his job on the rig if no one went out to take his place. So my dad had just finished high school and went out there and, uh, and worked the, worked a couple of shifts for him. And, wow. you know, it, he saw that there's money in this, right. And uh, yeah. maybe the opportunity to get out of Dubach and, and go see the world. And so he was uh, talking to the, the tool pusher on the rig and telling him what his plans were. And that, you know, I remember, I can remember him telling me the story that the tool pusher kind of squinted his eyes and looked at him and, shook his two fingers at him and said, uh, he said, son, working on a rig is a tough life. But do you see that trailer down there off to the side? That's where the mud logger works. And he gets to sit in that trailer all day, and he's not up here on the floor and working with us and keeps all his fingers, and it's a good life. Wow. So uh, he went to, uh, he, he said, that he went down, talked to the logger, and found out the name of the company. It was Hikalog, which was the very first commercial mud logging company. What? Right, and Hikalog oh. is still around today. It's now the the big company, right? The, but it's it's transformed. I it, think Baker Hughes owns them. Um, is that right? That's right. So he got hired. He went into Shreveport Whoa. and interviewed, and they hired him and. He followed the rigs around for a couple of years, and then in, in 19, uh, 1960, he moved to Lafayette and uh, worked a few other places, and then in 61, went out on his own. Whoa. Out as an, on his own as like a consulting kind of well site geologist, mud logger for any operating unit. He, he was a consultant, or did he raise money and start buying equipment and, and start the company? And like, I. That's right. He, he raised money to and built one mud logging unit and worked it himself and wow. you know did that for a while until he got three units and now it made more sense for him to work and to sell and to run the business than to be a mud logger and that's where it kind of all all started and um, you know uh, obviously the seventies and and very early eighties were were kind of the 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 high times for the oil field, especially in South Louisiana. And uh, wow. we at one point grew to uh, 80 mud logging units and what? 300 employees. And, what? Um, Stratigraphic yeah. 80 units and 300 employees? That's right. In 1984, that's what we had. And in, in 1986, 
we had five employees and <laughs> right, right, right. When the, the, when the bomb went off and the crash happened and it hit Lafayette, well, I mean, it hit everywhere hard. I mean, half a million people lost their jobs. And, uh, and in 84, so what were you doing? You were, you were in college. You were starting to help in the company. 84, 85, 86. What were you up to? By 84, I was nine. So I had, I was uh, just living, uh, you know, I was a little kid. And, but I mean, it was obvious what was going on, but things yeah. had drastically changed, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, so, you know, that obviously it had an impact on our family like it did everybody's family in South Louisiana. And, uh, wow. That's so we weathered be a pretty... that storm and we made it through. And then yeah. there's been, you know, five or six downturns since then and just kind of kept going and, and have had to reinvent ourselves. I mean, uh, up until 2010, we were a historically a 70% offshore company. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And then the uh, then we had Macondo and the, the BP spilled and we had to... Uh, the moratorium and it really shut down offshore drilling. I mean, I remember the day after it happening, getting the calls here that come the units coming into the dock. I mean, people were just wholesale releasing oh drill ships and gosh. semis and, and you're talking about the 2008 ish or whatever that was, the big BP spill. That's right. right. It was 2010, right? Wow, I feel and like that I really. I mean, obviously that that's put a dent in the offshore industry. It still hasn't really recovered. Wow. Um, and, and what I've been told in my experience was that's what really uh, made folks do a big U-turn and go back into the Permian and say, what do we really got here? Let's put sure. some money into this. Is that accurate? No, I, I think that's accurate. I mean, and, and the other the other resource plays like the Eagleford and the Haynesville working out, it, it made them stop and like, well, everybody knew these formations were here, right? But they just never thought about drilling them laterally so yep. when that happened uh, i think it started well, where else can we do this and that you know the permian has established oil field for well, 100 years probably something like that and they, they came in and uh, started drilling those formations i mean i remember logging wells in north louisiana for for phillips and we would drill through the haynesville all the time and it, <laughs> blow right it through would, it <laughs> we'd just be a blip on the gas detector like what well, <laughs> a pretty good show here like yeah we always see that but, you know, they haven't found a way to produce it. Wow. You know, we would drill for the James Lime and, and things like that. And then finally, when when the, when those those guys from the frackers figured out how to how to drill horizontal wells and frack them, you know, all these fields became relevant or not even not relevant. I mean, superstars. Wow. Isn't that interesting, man? What a what an interesting, interesting time. That was, in my opinion, kind of this paradigm shift without realizing that we're in a paradigm shift. The conventional model of understanding where the oil and gas is actually coming from and how to make it economic was totally in a in in a in a, in a fog if if you if i if i can just be honest with my sure. perspective of it not being in the industry at the time but looking back on it now you know when we realized that wait a minute go horizontal and frack in this reservoir that was a gas blip for us before is now a oil crude producer as we're fracking into it and producing it the conventional model could have never made that prediction that to me is a paradigm shift in our understanding of the physical world in the rocks and the geology where is this coming from and how is it actually coming 
I think that was the time of a paradigm shift. And now we have managed it. Uh, in my opinion, a lot of engineering has pushed through in this idea of just fracking and we'll get this return back. But we got to respect the fact that there could be a total paradigm shift in the origin of where this oil and gas is actually coming from. And that's exciting, man. You know, that's where we reside. That's where we're always thinking. We're always trying to write papers and trying to, to, to keep up with what's really going on here and why is it extremely economic in this place versus that place. Uh, I am fascinated with the, 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 the whole story at this point. I, I knew Stratigraph and the history, obviously. You guys would come in and we talked. And the only reason, remember, going uh, with, uh, with Geolog on our program was that they had the ability at the time to do what was recycled gas. And that was very captivating to me and, and to the company. Like, you know what? As you're going sure. horizontal, there's a kind of a delta going on here. What's actually coming from the mud and what's actually coming from reservoir? And I, I was captivated by that. And Long story short, that's the way we went. We had XRF, XRD. I mean, the, the value of cuttings, the value of a mud logger, the value of what you guys provide to the industry today, I think is grossly underappreciated, first of all. And second of all, one of the most important things in the new way of getting through this time and becoming a lot more economic. You guys have captured it. And I'm, I'm fascinated with that. Your experience and your value is, is so important. Well, I don't think anybody in here is going to argue with you. I think that's it. There's are going to offer you a job. <laughs> Those are great points. And, and you know, uh, as an industry, at times we can be hard to uh, adapt to change. Um, I mean, if you've read the frackers, you know, yep. you read it and you're like, George Mitchell. What and- took them so long? And, and wow. you know, for 10 years, they were telling these people they were crazy, you know, and finally they they've got the right chocolate and peanut butter mixture, and and and, and you know there's an EOG and there's a you know it's Chesapeake, oh, right, right, that's right, Chesapeake, oh, yeah. and all those guys that that, that took off because they finally figured out it was both. It, you know they were trying to make one work or the other, but they finally broke through. And and it, I see things like that too. I mean, I, we think that um, you know the future for, for us looking forward is. Is things like mass spec and XRF. I mean, real uh, scientific, objective, quantitative measurements. You know, I mean, a great mudlogger is a great mudlogger, but you know, you, you're relate you're relying on his his eyeballs, and that's that's important. But boy, you know, the accountants really like to see real hard numbers and what this is. There's no there's no guesswork. This is what it is. I mean, wow. we've, we've done the mineralogical and elemental analysis and you know that's the next step and and i think that what you said earlier was important that uh there were there were ten thousand dollar options and hundred thousand dollar options what what's the way to to make a digital transformation and the the best answer i can give you is it's trial and error i mean you know you look you look at some things and well that's just unaffordable we're not we can't do that but we had we had to try several things and 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 check them off the list. Like, well, that didn't work. So what, what's the next step, you know, and, and kind of embrace an experiment with the different technologies and, you know, um, getting a, getting a Bruker uh, XRF gun here and playing with it and trying to figure out how that will help our clients and getting that into the field and mm-hmm. things like that. It's just, you know, we're same thing with mass spec and XRD and, and our partnerships. I think we really relied on partnerships with the, 
companies like CoreSpec and PetroScale, where we can put together our rock prop model and, you know, we do, do high level cuttings analysis where wow. the cuttings analysis tells you the same thing that the core job can do. And you said you're saving thousands, you know, tens of thousands. Ah, that's a heck of a statement. That's a heck of a statement. Mm-hmm. And you know, I believe what you're saying. You know I do. And we is this what we're going to get to in the drill down segment of the show? Because over the last few years, there has been these mergers and, and what look like maybe buyouts, as I quickly remember, Stratigraph and these companies coming together. Are we going to talk about that in the drill down segment and, and then this total package that you have today? Because I don't want to get people confused that you're just a mudlogging company. It's, that's right. It's, sure. It's far no, beyond. Absolutely. Okay. No, that's, that's what we're here for. Here today to to talk about um, we we've done uh, you know this is I, I really mean it when we say we've doubled down this year we we've uh, we've started a chemical division to uh, to sell production chemicals and oh. completion chemicals for wells is that right that's right right so you're talking uh, the surfactants and the clay stabilizers like you're getting into that game yeah <laughs> who's your chemist who's the bad scientist walking around in flip-flops and a white coat where is he <laughs> man that's that's incredibly uh interesting to me because how did that actually develop how did you take a company built by your father's hands and uh, and on the backs of this uh, amazing uh talent and and obviously a teachable talent too he he right. learned it from the grassroots and then he owned a company that had 300 employees and 80 ri- he was obviously a great teacher in in all of this too uh but it, now you've taken it to a totally uh, a next level in my opinion if i'm understanding that correctly is well, that- the it, it became a kind of a look, look i don't have to tell tell you that looking back over the last 10 years the, the exploration game has been been a roller coaster right but production has been fairly consistent i mean the production budgets don't get cut because they have to have that so uh you know that was always kind of in the back of our minds but um um, then because of the, because of COVID and the, the, the downturn, uh, there was a, a chemical company here in town with, that I had some friends working at that, okay. you know, they, they weren't going to make it. And there, there was, a, there was an opportunity, right? It, it, it happened a lot faster than I thought it would. Wow. But, uh, cause we, we were kind of thinking about months out. And then we get the call that the companies we're, we're shutting down. And if we don't move to grab our clients or keep our clients happy, well, we have a chance of losing them forever. So, I mean, it was literally a weekend decision. That, oh my gosh. Wow. So we jumped in with both feet and uh, now we, you know, we're running it all here out of Lafayette, but we're servicing uh, South Texas, West Texas, North Louisiana, everything, uh, from here and our, our our great guys have come on board the future favors the bold man <laughs> the future favors and the bold. um you know we had a uh, we had a part a geosteering partnership where we outsourced our geosteering and that that came to a, a close and this year this year we've started our own geosteering division Holy and God. we're working our first projects right now we just we've got it up and going they're running we're, we're, we're steering right now so that was another uh, another step in the 
and the, we will we'll hope the right direction. Another service oh, offering yeah. that we could truly say that this is ours. It's not it's not outsourced to another partner. Um, although partnerships are are good, but uh, this is a, a service that we can we could take full advantage of by offering ourselves. Wow. You know, it, it's reminding me of a, a recent study of my own that I've kind of gone back in and it's just this, uh, it kind of goes back to Dave Cannon's original shows with us at PBE. Right. He talked about the laggard stage and innovators versus early adopters and all that stuff. I mean, I feel like it's that you're you're writing a new story along this path uh, with with these decisions you've made over a weekend, uh, and and your vision really business wise to me, uh, very very inspiring. And and I I feel like I'm I'm following the logic there. I know the details must have been a heck of a story. It sounds like a Netflix documentary, honestly. <laughs> uh, but man, uh, so where I was going with that though, is, is that, uh, you know, this, this idea that the innovators and the early adopters, who are they? Like who actually is that? And we talked about it as an example, the frackers, right? 10 years before their right. time. They were the innovators and they were probably laughed off stage and who knows what they had to deal with of being the innovators. It's not easy to, to be the innovator, no question about it. And even the early adopters, but what I'm going with general concept on the business side of this is, is it more the operators or is it more the service companies? Who are the true innovators in this industry? Well, I think it's, it's probably both, right? I mean, it's, um, uh, I'd argue it's you. I'd argue it's you, and I'd argue that the people closely related to you on the operating side are uh, are the early adopters. They're going, oh, well, we got to spend the money, you know. Like, let's see what let's see what happens, and then they see it, and then now they're. I think operators are more the early adopters. I think it's the service companies who are going to actually rise the tides. Well, I think that we'll we'll figure out a way to do it, but a lot of uh, you know, there's there's several concepts we have here that that came out by having discussions with clients and geologists that say, you know what would be helpful if we could see this Wow! or if you could put this on a log, that would magic, be great. That's where the magic so, happens, man. Right. Right. So I, 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 I agree with you, but I, I mean, it takes both sides. Right. And sure. you know, uh, we have a, a partner in, in, in Mexico, the mud logging company, in Mexico, that um, their innovation is driven by Pemex because Pemex says, Wow. You know, this is what we want you to focus on. So their 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 innovation is is really incredible, but it's it's focused. It's driven by the client, yeah. and and that's not totally untrue here. But but we like to put concepts together and, and show them like, what do you think about this? What if what if we what if we ran FID gas detection with a mass spec? What what, what do you think? Man, you guys and some people bite off on it and some, some people don't. And, sure. and honestly, it's usually the smaller companies that are willing to take the chance better, you know, because the, the, the reward can be bigger for them. Right. I mean, that's right. They're, they're incentivized to try things that might help them because you, you don't have to move the needle, the needle as much to make a big impact to them. Wow. Wow, that's really, really interesting, and I think absolutely accurate. Yeah, uh, you can't really change much on a on a bigger company. You know what? Overall, our economics are moving forward. 
well enough. Yeah, we're interested and we'd like to see it, but it's the little operators. It's the smaller guys that go, man, we got this weekend decision. Are we going to do this gas analysis plus XRF, XRD or whatever the case is to see if we can perf in the better rock and, and try to understand where the high production is actually coming from and keep that brine and gas behind. Uh, you know, that's, that's it, man. That, that was great. I thought it was a great discussion. As we leave the conception part of the show and go into the drill down, I'd like to ask, is, is, is Grandpa Hagen still alive? No, he passed away in, in 2007. Wow, 2007. What, what was it, uh, you know, that in your opinion as a son and, and watching all that happen, very, very unique uh, perspective, what was it that... Uh, that you have have gathered from his experience and his knowledge and wisdom and watching and growing up with him and watching through trial and error. What what did you grab the most and what do you what do you feel like you your reflection of your dad at t- today? Well, I, I feel like he was a risk taker, right? I, I think that, you know, he 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 made measured decisions at times, but it all could have gone wrong at any moment's notice. And but he had to be able to live his life that way and be okay with it. You know, some some people can't don't start businesses because they can't sleep at night with that hanging over them. So if you can deal with that kind of pressure, you know, then then it's for you, right? And that that's the main thing I learned. Uh, one of the main things I learned from him. And uh, you know, he he wasn't he, he would make mistakes. He everybody does, but uh, he said I can't beat myself up over it for because I uh, I sent a mud logging unit to Indonesia that we never got back. I can't live in that that world forever. So, but if it would have worked, it would have been amazing. Right. It's hard to argue with things like that. Right. Somebody tells me that, Hey, I I took the risk, you know, that, that, that's valuable to me. And that that was a valuable, that's a valuable lesson to me. I try to, when when we're doing the things we're doing and we're, you know, it's lean times. We we're investing money that, you know, maybe we should hoard, but nothing happens if we don't do something. Wow. Right, we we could we could sit down and and wait for things to get better and hope hundred dollar oil comes, but no, let's go out there and capture the market and show them things that you know that they may not even know they need, but once we show it to them, they can't live without. Man, right on. All right, same question to Mr. Cook and Emil, but about William Hagen. What is it that you think that you know this president and CEO of Stratigraph? What do you what do you see in this man? What do you see in this uh, this company and where it's come from and where it's going? What are you guys most excited about over the next couple of years? Our growth, uh, reaching our potential, setting setting goals, achievable goals, and then some goals that may we may fall a little bit short. Uh, we want to be able to provide the best possible service, complete service that we can to our geologists, uh, petrophysicists. Uh, and as far as the, uh, the rock crop and some of the alliances that we have, uh, the, the services that we can provide to uh, the completions folks. Um, right. uh, as far as William himself, he, he, I, I knew Mr. Hagen. Uh, Mr. Hagen hired me uh, back in 97, and right. they do share quite a few similarities. Uh, having a vision uh, for the future, uh, being determined, to take that chance, take that risk, 
Um, now, William does get tense from time to time, so I don't know how well he sleeps. Uh, probably shouldn't have admitted that. Um, we could edit it out. It is. It, you know, and, and having self-confidence to make those difficult decisions, to take a risk, to weigh out all the different factors. Um, you know, we're at, at this point in time, you know, we're trying to expand, you know, not just domestically, but also internationally. Uh, at a time when, as William said, you know, funds are not just flying through the through the window. Um, so taking a calculated risk, uh, having confidence in yourself and your own ability, and then trying to share that confidence uh, with team members. Uh, you know, William does wear the big hat, but I, you know, I feel that he does solicit, incorporate some of the uh, the ideas that we have. Wow. Um, Oh, so it's, uh, we, we see a positive future. We're not waiting for something to happen. We're going to be prepared for the $100 oil. Um, and by kind of spreading out the risk through the Stratochem, through the chemicals group, you know, we'll be able to weather some of the peaks and valleys right. that you're always going to see in our, in our industry. Right, right. What, a, what an interesting opportunity and what sounds like a great opportunity for you guys now to, to build forward. It sounds like you're just getting started. At the same time, we're, we're getting some momentum back. We're getting the reality of the industry is here and it's going to be here for any foreseeable future, logically. Uh, so let's manage this situation. Let's manage this resources and we can get better. We're working towards that. We're putting effort and money to play and get better. We're not sitting back and waiting because that is more risky, in my opinion, than doing what you guys are doing. You are putting money out there, and you, yes, everything has risk, but at least you're you're challenging that risk. You're you're attempting to lower that risk with what you guys provide. Uh, sorry, Emil, the, I, that's a tough act to follow, man. Hired by the grandpa, <laughs> been since '97. He had some great stuff. But tell me a little bit uh, for you. What what's uh, how long you've been there, and and what do you think about Mister Hagen? Well, I've only been here for six months, but um, I can tell you that just just from what I've seen, um, ev- everything that that Wayne said was was spot on because we're sixty years old, right? And and at first that sounds like we're just old, but you don't get this old without being relevant and being innovative and taking those risks. And from the very start of this company, taking a risk to start it and building it and working hard, all of those values and, and traditions, everything that comes along with it is reflected not only in the company, but through our owner and CEO, William Hagen, and the trust that he has in all of his employees, all of his team members. When he has a vision, he passes it down the line to the president, and then they all trust us to get it done all the way down to the people in the field, to the people in the office, there's trust all the way. And those same values and traditions are held throughout the whole company. Man, that's a big deal. I'm glad I put you guys up on the spot on that. Sorry if you were uncomfortable. (laughs) 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 But I thought uh, that was really, really interesting and a great transition into the drill down segment with Mr. William Hagen in the war room with uh, Emil and Mr. Cook from Stratograph. We are now going to briefly discuss 
you know, what is the latest and greatest? What is exactly the message that Stratigraph needs to tell every operator that has dollars being put into the ground, why you are improving their operations, why you are an assistant to their operation? I'm very, very intrigued with all the combined efforts and, and really what the product is today from Stratigraph. Well, I think our goal is to become a, a if not complete, a, a definitely a more complete geological services company where you go to us for mud logging, you go to us for, for geosteering, for, for cuttings analysis, and new technologies, getting your logs in a new way, different types of logs, fluorescent logs, you know, uh, uh, XRF integrated, things like, things like that, all these changes. And it, it's adding onto that, and it's just, besides just product offerings and service offerings, um, we're, we're expanding, expanding the company just in general. And, uh, I now I probably is a good time as any to, to, uh, tell you about the, um, announcement we're, we're making for the first time publicly, uh, about our acquisition of technical drilling services out of Oklahoma city, Oklahoma, which is a 19 unit mud logging company that will be, we will be, um, taking on and working with the uh, the previous owner, David Record, who will stay on in Oklahoma City and help us with the transition and wow. open up a whole new market for us uh, with resources and equipment available in Oklahoma. Right. Oh, and that's right. The, probably the, in our, we, uh, our president, Ashley Pettigrew, asked me this yesterday, and I really couldn't think of anything. I, 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 you know, known this company my entire life. He said, is this the biggest kind of acquisition we've ever done? And I think it, yes, I, I couldn't think of anything bigger in the last, you know, 60 years that we, we've expanded in other ways, but nothing like this. So we're uh, excited about that. We're, we're, we think that um, the scoop stack and the uh, Anadarko basins, Arcoma will, it will come back as prices increase. And we want to, we want to be able to take advantage of that. And, you know, as I, I learned a tough lesson in the, in the Permian, it, it's, it's, it's better to be local. You know, you, you have to have operations, you have to have people with, with their, there with experience, you have to sell the locals on things like that. Of course. Or, or otherwise they'll tell you, just go back to Louisiana. At, uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. So uh, uh, that was, and we faced, we had that barrier to entry to Oklahoma. I mean, you know, it's not like it's a million miles from here, but it's far enough that, yeah. that they were, no, there's six companies down the road. Why am I going to pay you to haul your stuff up here and, and go to work? So right. I want to take advantage of that. And um, TDS had been around since 1977. They have a good reputation and they're, they're ready to, they're ready to be a part of a bigger company. Interesting. So is it going to be go from TDS to Stratigraph on all the units and all the, the business moving forward? Are you guys operating two names? How does that work? Well, we're going to keep the TDS name for a while, just so you know people and their their current clients and and don't don't uh, think that that TDS has gone away. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably evolve it over time, but we're in no rush to do that. You know, just uh, with our uh, we're just going to add to their already solid service with with our technical support and accounting systems and marketing programs and and really try to make it grow. But but they'll they'll there'll certainly always be a lot of TDS in there. Cool. Wow. Congratulations, everybody. 
on that uh, that pickup. That sounds like a very big deal. Actually, I know it is because this is the cracks of the world map, and you have a crack of the world that goes through Louisiana in between Oklahoma, the Watchtower Rajni, all that stuff that happened right there. That's a crack of the world. That's a big geologic feature. You guys are hopping over it. You guys are not only hopping over it, but you're providing value in a totally different geologic context in the Anadarko Basin than what's happened in Louisiana. And I think what that's providing personally in your in, in your company is this incredible amount of knowledge between what everyone is seeing across all these geologic provinces, if you want to call them that, that are very different. The reservoirs react differently. It's not the same in all areas. It's very, very important that the details are captured and the experience of the people that are actually seeing that is something that you have captured. The stratigraph has captured the experience, knowledge, and wisdom of the drill bit of what actually is happening as the drill bit is cutting new rock for the first time and call it a 90 million year old reservoir right that's the first time we've released the pressure and releasing fluids you guys are capturing that response you're the you're on the front lines of these drill bits and now you have all this information uh, sounds like an incredible amount of data and information coming from very different ways different ways of thinking completion fluids chemicals the the fluids coming out of reservoir the rock xrf xrd rocky valve paralysis you right um, i i want to drill a well with stratigraph just to work with you guys <laughs> deal yeah. deal well i might be able to drill a quick vertical well but it, it won't be very deep but i will have some fun <laughs> um wow okay so Okay, TDS announcement. That's really really cool. Tell me a little bit more about the the uh, the previous mergers and uh, and teaming up or partnerships that Stratigraph has done while we've been transitioning since 2018, 2019, if you really want to 2016, 17. I mean, it's been an interesting 5 to 7 years in in the industry. How how's that going? Well, our, our probably our our um, our best current partnership uh, is is with the 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 group we call the Cuttings Alliance, which is is us and uh, uh, Corspec and Michael Santiago's group in, in Houston, Texas, and uh, Petroscale, which is Alan Howard's company in in, in oh, Houston. Oh, cool! And so uh, we we if we start from the very beginning. It, it's the cuttings, right? Which we're responsible for gathering and, and collecting and transporting to Michael to do his lab magic and, and run his testing and XRF, XRD, MICP, POC, okay. all those things. Samples are grabbed, immediately shipped out to the lab with the stable equipment in lab, controlled environment, scan these rocks, figure out what's going on here. That's right. Okay. And then from there, that data gets uh, gets transmitted to uh, or transferred to, to Petroscale and the guys like uh, Dave Hume and, and Wes Ingram. Right. Put it into their into the rock prop model that um, we have a pretty exciting case study that because uh, we had access to all the data and you know the the difference between the cuttings analysis and the core job that was run was almost mirrored each other. That's right. <laughs> right on. Are you guys present fraction of the cost. Sure. Right. Right. No. No. The economics understanding of that, but just the the. The details of that, showing that data. Are you guys writing a paper? You guys publish that? You guys present that? We did write a paper and, and presented it at uh, GeoGolf 
Okay. That was held here in Lafayette. That's the, the Gulf Coast Association of Geological Society show. Okay. And uh, so it was here in Lafayette, and uh, it was a great show. Uh, uh, probably, I, I, I think, maybe the only live oil and gas show in, in the country that year. Um, wow. We did it here at Petroleum Club in Lafayette, and uh, we had a great turnout. I mean, even back then, people were wanting to get out and do things. And, wow. Uh, and that's where we presented the paper and our findings and uh, and what we're, we're pitching pitching from there on. Um, cool. You guys gave it a presentation. No, I didn't see you on the Fort Worth Geological Society's uh, technical uh, sessions. Are you guys presenting a poster? Or will you have printouts of this paper at the uh, at the booth? Yes. Maybe. Yes, I yes. Do. Yes. Right on. Very cool. Okay, so that's that's a that's ex- that's really exciting. And and how you walked me through that, how it actually happens from cuttings to analysis, to modeling. Uh, and then you said there's Alan Howard in this mix too. That's right, yes. Is he the he, part he, of the... Mo- Go ahead. He does the uh, the geophysical uh, modeling and and the completion uh, completion and frac design, if, if, you know, if that's where you're adding on to. Okay, okay, right on. And uh, how much of the studies at this point in the, the mudlock, combining all this effort... How much are you guys focusing on the the fluid, the actual in situ reservoir fluid that's coming back while you're collecting cuttings and all that? Is there is there a, an analysis or a capturing of you know the brine and the oil, you know the actual fluid coming out of reservoir? Does that go into the, all this modeling as well? I'm not sure how much geochemical analysis yeah. of that is going on. We're we're more concerned with things like porosity and pore spacing and and throat size. And things like things like that. Sure. Um, that that's kind of the the model right now. I I, I do I see the value in what you're suggesting. I, that could be the fourth component yeah. if we can add, add on if we find another partner to, to put into the cuttings alliance. And uh, um, you know the, the 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 goal was to establish that that cuttings data is important. And you know you're drilling the well, the cuttings are, are free, right? So there's no, uh, there's no uh, need to send a coring company out there and, and cut cores and, and um, you know, bring them into the lab and, and slap. So we wanted to do a more cost efficient value add to, to our clients. And, and I think we've accomplished that with, with, that study. with the rock prop. Yeah. Yeah. That study that you guys, apples to apples. What, what, what area the, the country was that in the, uh, the study from twenty Eagleford. Wow, cool. Yeah. Right on. I'm definitely gonna be we were lucky enough to work with an operator that gave us access to all their data. Man, isn't that amazing? I, I think that's that's pretty rare in itself, isn't it? Sure, sure. Sheesh. It was, but uh, we have a good relationship with them and it, it uh, they were they you know, and they learned things from it too. So right. uh, um, obviously they have access to all the all the results, all the findings, but uh, but no, it was um, it was a great project to work on, and and we're happy to promote it. And uh, there there are different areas that um, that all over the country that it's applicable to. And you know, and again, I I I feel like the companies that are most interested in this are the smaller. You know, I, I won't go so far as to say just independents, but mid-sized and smaller companies, companies that don't have an entire petrophysical department and a geochemist on staff you know they're they're outsourcing these things anyway so if we give them a, a, a 
a better option working closely with them and walking through the process it they like it oh i bet i bet i mean that's that's why you got a team around you that's excited about working there mr hagan i think that's that you got it you built that now it's you know staying focused on that and and getting through this time and then I, I honestly feel like within three to five years, the industry is going to be really, really fun to be a part of because maybe you're going to get bids on all kinds of jobs because maybe there's enough exploration budget again that they're getting multiple analyses and they're getting a, a even paying for repeat studies. Uh, sure. I, I just I believe that I think there's so much value that's trapped in between one service company to the other and, and another operator, you know, truly integrating the best in the business to move forward, I think is, is in our near future. I'm certainly uh, looking forward to it as I picked up this little oil and gas asset as, <laughs> uh, as an operator in the state of Texas. And it's been fascinating to, to study right. the subsurface and actually being there and seeing, you know, where is this oil actually coming from? How is this actually working? Very, very fascinating, and I think it has a ton of potential. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think we're just at the, the tip of the iceberg, too, right? We're wow. just figuring out. You know, uh, I, I, it became clear to me that we we were so data driven for so so long, we, and there's nothing wrong with that. But now we're drowning the customers in data, right? There's so much of it that they don't even have time to look at what we're. So there, there needs to be some some level of analytics here, and I think we're just starting to figure that out. And and we're working with different groups and and talking to them about what does it look like, what how do we visualize it, you know, what's important, and what I mean. And from a business perspective, we look at like, what does no one else have? I mean, we like to do that, obviously, but but that's not always the answer. It's just what what if we put all this data together and and put it in a, some kind of composite form. Is that attractive and does it answer questions that they don't have to they don't have to figure out i think the answer to that is yes they they, they need that especially the you know younger younger operators i mean they they're they they're all crave data but what does it mean you know if, if we if i take a a, a mass spec log with for the, that's logging c1 to c17 wow. you know and, and pop it down on their desk they'll say well what is that telling you? You know, they, they need some analysis and interpretation sure. from that. And we're working with some great people to, to help us with the interpretation. So, well, this is valuable here and this is valuable. This is less, this is more, you know, a real, a total evaluation. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, a total evaluation of the physical world. That's what you guys are actually doing. You're capturing what's really going on in the physical world. What is the elemental makeup of this material or of this fluid, of this gas, what is actually happening here? And then you've taken it a step further, obviously, with the modeling and tying it into geomechanics and uh, geophysics, like you talked about. I mean, that that's that's an interesting model. That's a very interesting business model. And I think uh, you are going to be uh, rewarded in the future. I really do believe that, and I'm absolutely rooting for you guys. Now that we're coming to the end of the drill down, unless you have anything else that you'd like to discuss on the drill down segment. Well, um, I just real quick, as you asked about partnerships, we have a, a great new partnership working right now with uh, Diego Ortiz and uh, from Intelligent Reservoir, and he is helping us work uh, different uh, uh, mass spec data and 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 software to interpret it and analyze it and, and automate 
a, a lot of it and that we can incorporate into our systems already. Cool. And uh, he is also, uh, we're also sending two units for him to uh, help us operate in Columbia. So um, that's how we're looking at some of our international expansion. Um, I mentioned briefly, we had a partnership with the mud logging company in Mexico where we help them from a sales and marketing perspective and oversight. You know, if, if uh, we'll have a, um, a bilingual mud logger that will help them communicate with their clients um, you know, overseas and, and we're just kind of expanding the, those, those are all partnerships based that we, we sought out and said, hey, do we think we can help each other out? And, you know, I, the answer so far has been yes. And we're, we're pretty excited about that. I mean, it takes time to put partnerships like that together, but I mm. think it's, it's paying off already. Yep. Wow. Very, very interesting. I mean, just to, to be in, in the uh, fly on the wall while those relationships are being built <laughs> and they're being trusted and you're building these relationships over time and, and this partnership that you mentioned takes time. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, it's the relationship, the trust, um, and that, that takes effort and time and you guys are, are doing that. You're, you're paving a road forward and, and you, uh, like I said, I'm excited for you guys' future. No question about it. I think when it, when it clicks, it clicks, right? I mean, you know, uh, um, three months ago, Diego was a stranger. Now, now he's living here and, and working with us every day and, and flying off to Columbia and, and then home to Oklahoma and, and all over the place and, and working with different analyzers and like, hey, what do you think about this? So, you know, check out this device. And like, well, that's great, but I don't know. Or no, we need this. I mean, it, it's been, he's been really, a, he's, a, he's an innovator, uh, a, tech, a technical innovator, and it's been great. Wow. Right on. You said a key component to this whole thing. We need this. And that's why I think stratigraph and all that stuff. I, I reiterate, reiterate the, the confidence that I have. We need this. The industry needs what you are providing. Uh, and I, I'm just, I'm fighting here with you and I'm excited to see you guys mm -hmm. and catch up at the Southwest section APG. Yes. Right. We're excited about that too. We're having it one of our, like I said, one of our anniversary parties. So we're, we're, we're ready to get on the road and, and uh, leave Lafayette for a little while and, and, and uh, go hang out. The, uh, and then the, the whiskey tour, we're excited about that. Whiskey. Much, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, is that a Texas whiskey distillery, that, that part? Or yeah, the, the, the tour, at, it's part of the convention, right? It's the uh, social ranch. event. Whiskey, whiskey Ranch. Ranch. Whiskey yeah. Ranch, this, it's part of the social event. Yeah, on, uh, on Tuesday. Tuesday night. Yep. That's where we're going to be set up. PBE Live. We're going to be coming from there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Recording a show and and uh, and help telling the story and, and catching up with people in attendance, man. It'd be great to have a little mini podcast and catch up even uh, on the stage and, and get some even more content and follow up. Uh, I'll even have that sure. paper read maybe. I'll talk more about right. that. Mm -hmm. Um well, let's. You're, you're welcome to come set up at our party too, if you'd like. Yeah. Is that right? We'll be in town anyway. Monday night, right? Monday night. Monday night. Right after the icebreaker. Right after the icebreaker, right across the lobby, we're going into Cassidy's, the little nightclub there, um, and <laughs> we're doing that. Taking that over for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. So. All right on. Hey. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be some interesting content generated there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no cameras, only audio. <laughs> hey, if the invite is there, we are moving up on Monday, and we are there, and uh, and and we'd be honored to to uh, to at least captivate some of the stuff in the beginning, uh, some of sure. stuff in the end, whatever you guys want to do. That would be. Oh, we love to have you. Yeah, 
Okay, right on. Well, we are now officially going into the completion part of the PBE podcast with Stratagraph from the the, the war room in Louisiana, <laughs> right? Right. Lafayette. Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, and now we're going to talk about uh, really the, the Southwest Section APG. What, what, what do you think it is about these conventions why was it so important for you guys to be a part of the fort worth convention uh just give me some background on on really what you think's happening here and how excited you are for this convention well um one of the biggest things is uh what we've been talking about salesmen and, and everything like that a lot of things have been virtual and this is one of our first events that we finally get to get out there again meet more people be there face to face have a party, finally get together and have a good time together. And that's that's the first part that we think is, is so great. And then just, you know, more opportunity to meet people. Sure. We have a lot of great clients in the DFW area and, and we're excited to see them. And uh, it's been a while since we've seen some of them. And, and uh, you know, conferences are always great. I mean, um, especially, you know, the AAPG sections. I mean, we're going to the one in Tulsa as well, the, the MidCon section in uh what's in october yes right uh, and uh you, you know you, you see things you learn things you pick up stuff i mean you know there, there could be a, a poster like wow that's that we need to look at this you know i mean I, i've gotten i know of two different ideas that we've gotten and we brought here that, that I've, I've learned at aapg and at different shows and uh, wow. uh at aces you know um so it's always great, I think, to get out and and mingle with our people and and see what see how other things are done and try to stay open to that. And I mean, it's just such a it looks like such a great program, you know. And and they're doing some really all out of the box things like the like the the whiskey tour and the and the, the poker tournament. I mean, I think that's great. And Trey Cortez in the Fort Worth Society have just done a great job. I, I think we're excited about it. Yeah. It's, yep. all, it's always been a tradition or a part of Stratigraph to support the societies. Right. Uh, we're, you know, we, we strongly believe in doing what we can on our side to, to help in any way possible. Um, you know, it's always a good relationship. It's always a good time to, to help out our, our clients through the societies that are important to them. And we always seem to benefit as well. So it's, it's a good uh, symbiotic uh, relationship. Yep. Again, yep. just yep. be able to see humans. Yeah, uh, away from the screen, and that's a great, great. Wayne brings up a great point. We we we've always supported societies uh, everywhere, really. I mean, I've been a member of them all at one point, point or another, or if not currently. I'm a, a past president of the Lafayette Geological Society, and wow. uh, I think we're all involved the, yeah. the board here now. So uh, for LGS, and so wow. I mean, I I've always my dad always believed in the societies. You know, he, he sponsored student meals to get the students to come in and, and sit in on the meetings. And uh, originally they were dinner meetings, but now, you know, they've moved to luncheon meetings and we still do that because we, we believe in it. You know, I, I think that's, it's, it's not only the right thing to do, but I mean, you know, it's not purely altruistic. These are all going to be geologists, you yeah. know? So, yep. so I, I think uh, we, we, it's very rare that someone, the HGS, Fort Worth, that approaches us and we don't participate at some level. Yep. 
Well, Fort Worth is is caught my attention because of the fact that they made the observation that teachers in the local area are so unfamiliar about geologic concepts that they're uncomfortable about teaching them to the kids. Wow. I couldn't Rock I couldn't head. believe that. Mm-hmm. Rocks in your head program. So they're bringing that yeah. in, they're bringing teachers, the students if they I think, uh, but certainly the teachers and Fort Worth the city. It seems like is a great real big and positive supporter of what we do in the oil and gas industry and the fact that we are just trying to manage this situation. There's not this, you know, controlled thing that it's it's all about making money and all that stuff. It's just complete nonsense. If you actually invest and, and, and invest your time and attention into really understanding what's going on in this industry, it is such a vital time for us to communicate much better and more effectively at what we do with the hydrocarbon exploration, exploitation, what it contributes to. There's so much that's just unknown that the teachers don't have to know about plate tectonic theory and accretion and subcretion and how rocks are made. Like, yes, it is very, very challenging concepts. We're applying the fundamentals of physics, chemistry, biology, all of it to the natural world. That is pretty effing complex. It's just the bottom, it's the bottom line. And and instead of, you know what? No, we got to fight for that. People have become so unfamiliar with it that they're like, ah, oh, good, good. We're not going to, we don't really have to touch about earth science. Leave that to the fifth grade teacher. You know, let's just focus on whatever. That's a, sure. that, there's a big, there's a big mistake happening there. Fort Worth is investing in it. I'm trying to get hooked, hooked in with the, uh, the mayor of Fort Worth for this live show so I can talk to him and get behind his ears. And, you know, how is this actually happening across the city? Where, where's the support coming from? How are you guys managing that? That's such a big deal. It's such a big deal. It's such an important time in our industry. And that's why we're there. That's why we are absolutely going to this show and, and making us a a part of it that that's Trey Cortez uh, set up, and we're super fortunate to even have the opportunity. But I think it's really, really important, and, and I'm just you know going and supporting with exactly what you said and what your father saw in the societies. It's it's allowing academia, industry, and somebody else's idea in right it's not just all our progression is coming from what operators are discovering or academics are talking about there's an in-between and there's people with really really creative ideas that just don't really have a platform to go out and talk about them and show the data and and make those hypotheses those societies are allow that to happen so it's oh absolutely yeah it's really cool i got a marketing strategy question for emil you ready for this one Oh, sure thing. <laughs> um, a recent comment about the Doug conference from a bird that uh, that uh, was was tweeting to me, uh, but being there, they said it was like thirty to one sales folks to operators, and they said by the end of the conference, you could feel it was almost exhausting that it was so much uh, sales and not. It just seemed like the operators were overwhelmed by the sales that was happening at this event. How are you going to manage that, or how are you, what are your thoughts on on managing? That? I agree with the party and, and that after party. That's a great way of just letting people just relax, let your hair down. We're not here to bug you about everything. We're just here to 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 meet you, make some some card exchanges, blah blah blah. But what do you think for the Fort Worth Geological Society this event in particular? You know, what's your strategy going into this, and 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 what do you think of those? comments well our our goal is mainly just to celebrate 60 years of 
of operations with everyone that's been part of it past, present, and future. So just like you said, going in there, having a time to enjoy it with everyone. It, it's more of a celebration. Sure, there's opportunity to meet people and make sales, but our main goal is to celebrate with everyone that's been part of this industry and Stratigraph throughout these past 60 years. Interesting. Do you have any words of advice for the folks that feel like they're going to build Rome in a day and that night it's like, I got to talk to every single person like and just flood every, you know, do you have any advice for that? Because I think it is causing a rift. And if that is true and operators are like, I don't want to go back to that one, man. I was like in shark infested waters. Uh, you know, if they're reporting that back to their companies and that's a real concern, you know, we, we got to do a better job at making sure that that's, you know, there's there's a professional kind of ethical way of, of doing this. Uh, what, do you have any words of encouragement or some advice on how folks can, can act more like Stratigraph? I would, uh, you know, there's a, you, you never want to pester right. your client. You never want them to feel uncomfortable. Uh, you know, you don't have to develop uh, that tremendous relationship in five minutes. You, right. you get to know someone, learn about them. You know, you can talk a little bit of business, but, you know, the majority of our interactions with our clients, you know, it's Saints football, uh, Texans. It's how's your family? Uh, sure. You guys were traveling for that soccer game at the basketball tournament. Uh, you know, truly get to know someone before you start and I wouldn't even suggest jumping on them constantly. Give me business. Give me business. Give me business. Right. right. Learn about them. Respect them. Uh, be disciplined. Don't get too excited. Have a good time. Laugh. We haven't seen each other in a year and a half. Wow. You know, there's a lot of stuff to catch up on. Not just give me work. Give me work. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. They're not doing it on purpose, right? I mean, that's the the, the good no, point no. to make. They're they're excited. Sure. And we're not we're not a high pressure group, really. I mean, it, it, we just just aren't. I mean, and I'm okay with that. And I, it, you know, uh, and and look, I've been to shows like that. I, I mean, we both have. You know, Wayne and I both we've been to twenty thousand conventions, and, <laughs> and and you know, I, I've seen that before. And we've been to conventions where like there are not a lot of operators here, but there are a lot of salesmen. And you know, you're, it's exactly right. You got to stay away from the swarm of look a customer. You can't you can't do it that way. Yeah. And uh, and, and honestly, I'll be you know what I would I would I think that's a legitimate gripe that whoever whoever tweeted that out is making. But I got to tell you, it's no fun on the sales side either when it's like that. It, it, it's not it's not a good time for us either. Right. You know, I just soon go home when I see it like that. You know, it, it's just uh, but but it, it, it's important that everyone is cognizant of that. It, you know, this geologist isn't here to get harassed by 50 people. I mean, they're trying to learn stuff too and, and maybe have a good time. And, and you know, if everyone keep, would keep that in mind, I think it, everybody has a good time. Yep. Yep. I completely agree with how you sum that up. I think, uh, you know, it's we, we all understand the value that each other brings from an operator service or just academia, right? There's this integration happening and uh, and just respect that and and let that integration happen, be a part of it. And uh, it, there is no pushing this forward. We're not in that time. This time, we I believe we're in a time of building 
and building relationships takes time and uh and it's it's going to work out much better if uh if you just keep that organic and and let that go and let it develop uh and, I, and the operators will say okay i, I really enjoyed that I, I got time to look at the posters i got time to i wasn't swarmed or whatever you know i i don't think that's going to happen at the fort Worth geological society but at the same time, I don't know. That's why I brought it up. I wanted to hear sure. what your guys' thoughts were heading into this event. Um, we're we're going to be there. It sounds like we're going to do two live shows now. Uh, <laughs> All right. Right on. Um, so uh, as we wrap up the completion part of the show, let's uh, – and we talk about how we're excited about, you know, we're just – kind of on the tip of the iceberg here we feel like we're just scratching the surface literally and and really aligning visions across companies and across disciplines and seeing this integration happen seeing the growth happen seeing the reality that the industry is going to be here it should be healthy and it should be stable for a long time but it doesn't take away the fact that i would argue we have had a lot of laggard people in the industry a lot of laggard type uh movement forward and we've been very comfortable that you know what there's nothing that can challenge hydrocarbon energy renewables i'm not worried about that technology i'm going to keep doing what i'm doing i'm not worried about innovating you know i think that 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 has been true in some part of our history as a whole as an industry and now that's that's to the side i really do believe investors in wall street and around the world see this as viable economic returns i think we have the right people being pushed forward the right companies integrating with others to make even more value how are you guys seeing the next three to five years are we going to be breaking records are we going to be stable how do you think the industry is going to do at a per well economic basis are we getting better is it going to be drastic steady what are your guys thoughts on that well i would say that you know although we probably would be happy with more activity i do feel more confident about the slow um slow uptick to it. it it makes it feel more real to me it, it makes me feel like when we pass the milestones like sixty dollars and seventy dollars we're not plummeting back next week you know so i i feel like it's a slow build but that's great i mean i i think that's you know it, it's been a turbulent time i mean not just i'm not just talking about COVID, but just in the in the oil and gas business in the last oh, five years it's been a you know you've had the the rise of PE money, you've had the rise of, of debt finance drilling and and then the collapse of all those things. So, you know, it, it's okay to slowly figure these things out. You know, um, I don't, I, 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 and I, I also think you're right that uh, uh, it is time to look at, look into different ways. I mean, they're, they're hydrogen and helium exploration. Yeah. That's going to be something, right? I mean, yes, I, it I, is. you know, uh, geothermal, I think those are all promising fields they're so closely related to what we do as a living but they're no real and they're no real threat to petroleum because there's no way that they can replace petroleum in any time soon that's right i mean we're just not all going geothermal next year that's not happening but but it can all be part of the pieces of the equation and it's it's our job to figure these things out well where does that what does that mean for stratigraph how do we help with that how do we tie into this you know is it is it building a better helium detector is it is it right yeah is is it uh any of those things what's required from us to do that and um i mean we we talk to people about it you know fairly regularly so we're trying to figure out what what the next steps can be and where do we fit into this 
Okay, man. Gosh, you get me excited just listening to you kind of visualize all that out and talk about that because it's, I think, uh, obviously spot on. We just keep, uh, you know, rooting each other on here. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not trying to make it that way. I've really enjoyed listening to your perspective, and I, I feel like I, I got some value out of this moving forward. And from my opinion and what I'm focusing on, my time and attention, I got to expand into the metals industry, and man, I mean, sure. cuttings in the metal industry are underappreciated. It's all about that core. You got to get the assays that show the whole, the, sorry, the whole core <laughs> with the streak of gold in it. And, you know, okay, well, hold on. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what you can actually get from cuttings analysis as we're looking for all this amazing material, graphene and graphene. That comes from a graphite shale deposit, kind of a softer rock deposit. Okay, so we know how to handle that situation. We know what it takes to drill through it. Let's core it. Uh, let's let's break it down. Let's look at this stuff. And it's not it's not just all igneous, right? It's not just all about gold, right. copper, and silver. I mean those those days are still here, but there's definitely uh, ex exciting time for renewable and this kind of alternative sourced energy for the lithium and and cobalt right. and all this stuff about battery technology that is clearly on a 10 to 20 year journey and, and trillions of dollars being put into it. Sure. Uh, that's fine. What you want to argue about it all day long, if it's going to work or not, doesn't matter. The business is moving forward. How can we help de-risk this business and help, you know, provide value as much as possible. That's our responsibility. That's I, I think that's exactly right. And, I, and I've told people this before. I, I don't know that this is going to work, but I know that there's going to be a lot of money spent trying to figure it out. You know, so from a business perspective, how do we take advantage of that error or how do we help? You know, and I think the uh, the lessons we learned in, in oil and gas are applicable everywhere. Uh, and, I, and I think uh, my, my hat's off to the AAPG. I think that they've done some great seminars and Zoom meetings talking about what is the next step for, you know, I mean, I'm, some of their membership is out of business, out of, out of work, right? So what is the next step for this? Right. You know. Is it, it, I mean, I, I did a, we did a seminar or attended one that talked about geothermal and talked about uh, um, ambient uh, uh, emission monitoring and all these things that, that their, their origins tie back to oil and gas. Wow. So why shouldn't we be the leaders in those type of things? I, I think we've covered everything. We've covered a lot, right? I, I, think, I think it was great. Yeah. I mean, from yeah. a marketing perspective, we said a lot, didn't we? You right. want to mention anything about the NASCAR? Your dad's involvement with NASCAR? Oh, well, I mean, we can if you want yeah. to. Some, from 84 was also a good right. year for us there, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> my, my dad had a uh, owned a NASCAR team. Uh, what? And, yeah, yeah. And uh, won the, uh, we won the Winston Cup trophy, which is the... Uh, the Cup Series Championship in 1984, and uh, we had uh, several drivers uh, of, of, of note, like uh, Terry Labonte and uh, Sterling Marlin and what? Don Andretti. What? Yeah. Right. You got to meet those guys? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Right on, yeah. man. I mean, that was a whole other aspect of what he did. You know, it was he was a, a avid uh, driver and and. He mainly focused on sports car racing and endurance racing. Like the, we raced the 24 hours of Le Mans twice. He, uh, we won the 24 hours of Daytona one in, in 1984. 
And we, and he owned the stock car team that won the Winston cup in 84 and uh, had a really good run in the early eighties where, you know, we were finished in the top five for probably, I think about six or seven years in a row. And, uh, and, and Mr. Hagen is in the, um, is in the review process right now for a nomination in the Louisiana sports hall of fame. Wow. So he's, he's getting run through the process of to to see, to be nominated for it. Oh man, that is cool. You're going to have like videos of him out at the tracks and like him talking and stuff like that. If he gets now, if he gets the award, I'm sure, assuming sure. all the pictures and videos of him are going to have to be dug up. And, and, and there's not too many, um, you know, uh, sports racing uh, or, or auto racing, auto racing right. in the Louisiana sports hall of fame. So there's a good chance, you know, more likely than not, you'd want to kind of switch it up every now and then so uh there's a good chance that he would actually get nominated and, and get put into the to the uh newest class then we find out look later this summer right uh, yeah yeah right oh, no. so that's a whole nother area that's sort of it's it's intertwined with stratigraph it's separate with strata but it's all part of our story you know yeah well, that's a big part of, I think, uh, sales and, and expanding and growing and earning that trust, uh, the ability to to get people to really understand and respect. And uh, I don't know if it's respect. It's it's more of like a, an appreciation that you you kind of learn about someone over time where you, you get on the same level and it just clicks and then you guys are moving together forward. I mean, having that story mixed with all the rest of this stuff – I think is 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 why it's so exciting at Stratigraph. The it the the proof is in the pudding, if you will. You guys have the history, you have the proven models, and the proven ability to take risk, manage that into success. And you guys are pushing forward, sixty years and and ongoing. We'll talk at one hundred and sixty, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully in person. I want to bring our equipment into the war room next time. With mics across the table. Whiskey glasses are full. And, That's right. Uh, That's right. Wow. Right on, Mr. Hagen. Uh, appreciate your guys' time. I certainly, for me, the Southwest section is a big deal. Uh, as we talked in the show, the, the bringing the teachers in and teaching the local community more about earth science, appreciating the fact that there is still a lot of unknown with how we understand the physical world and how important it is to teach that and allow the innocence of the children and these high school graduates to kind of figuring out life. It's not just about MBA and making money. There's so many discussions to be made. There's an opportunity to be a part of, a, of an incredible history like Stratigraph. You guys are the living, breathing examples for these teachers to see like, whoa, look at Stratigraph. These guys are from Louisiana. You know, how does this work? What kind of opportunities do you have? They're, they're going to get an idea of how you are a business revolving around this amazing industry that has been so, has done so much for the world. Um, and, and we get to relay that to the kids and get them inspired about getting back into the, the, the real uh, details of it all and reevaluate it. I mean, we, we have so many new things coming out on the geologic perspective side that it just makes it so much fun. I'm, I'm really, really excited about and really I, I'm honored to share these t this time with you guys and really get to know the, the history of Stratigraph a lot more than I did. My appreciation is through the roof for what you guys do and, and what you've been through. 
and uh, and then how you represent yourself t- today. Um, I, I I really did appreciate your time, and I enjoyed the heck out of this show. I, I it was great. No, right, right on. Well, th- with all that being said, I think we say goodbye now. And, uh, and we will see you at the Southwest Section Show. We'll be there on Monday night. I'll work with Emil maybe on setting up the, uh, the details sure. of getting us a, a stage that night. Yes, sir, that'll work. 